Truth Podcast. I'm your host, Dusty, and today I have Kobe from Conspiracy Playtime Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, he's here today, and we're going to talk about everything that just pops up. There's all kinds of crazy shit going on. Y'all know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. You can just look. I mean, hell, you don't even have to look at the news. You can look at, get a commercial on YouTube that's like, support Ukraine, and you know that something ain't right. So, or a fucking mask commercial on youtube or a vaccine commercial so you don't have to watch the news to get this brainwashing so we all know what's going on so we're just going to touch any topic we can kind of like we normally do and um i'm going to let uh kobe here i'm gonna let him go ahead and introduce himself and just kobe introduce yourself and you know tell us how you got into the conspiracy world and how you 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 got awakened i don't like to use the word woke you know, uh, but yeah, man, tell us how you, how you got there. Well, I pretty much from being a little kid onward, I was always just very curious about the weird, crazy shit that is in our world. And as I got into my early teens and, or excuse me, my late teens and early twenties, I kind of started branching off into the conspiracy angle on things and, you know, I was into coast-to-coast AM and all that kind of stuff, and that really kind of opened me up to a whole other world that I did not even know existed. And, you know, I still listen to that shit sometimes today, but it it was really kind of just the gateway drug into this conspiracy world, so to speak. And I would say it was around the time of the Obama and Hillary Clinton primary where... I just got balls deep into it. And I remember the day Obama was elected. I was in Portland, Oregon. I just kind of had this weird feeling that we're all fucked. And I didn't know why, but there was this cult-like mentality around him. We were going to see the same thing eight, eight years later with Trump on the other side of it. And at that point, I just kind of thought it was funny. So anyway, that's pretty much my story as far as getting into conspiracy goes. I did fall out of it for several years. And then right before COVID, around 2018, 2019, I started getting back into it a lot. And then after COVID happened, you know, the rest is history. Yeah, there's no going back after COVID happened. There's just no going back. There's that's that that opened a door right there that I don't think anyone ever thought would be open. You know what I'm saying? Like since COVID has happened, so many people have have, you know, been like, holy shit, these people really are pulling some shit on us. They really are these elites who 
want to control everything we do. There really are these elites who have ungodly amounts of power that can lock us in our homes and tell us we can't go to the grocery store and if we don't have a fucking shot in our arm. You know, there's all kinds of things that it's just like, oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, more people have, have woken up or have been awakened than ever before. Yeah, COVID was like this fucking door that just cause was kicked open and like everything that would come out, they would be like, oh, he's disinformation and he's a conspiracy theorist. He's an anti-vaxxer and oh my God. And then it'd be like, shit, he was right. <laughs> but he's still a, he's a communist. He's an anti, he's a, he's a white supremacist. That's what they would say. They would go, he's a white supremacist or he's a terrorist. That's their favorite one. They're really trying to make a conspiracy theorist terrorist. Have you noticed that lately? It's really something they want to do. Yeah. And you and I were talking about Q a little bit off air before we started here. And I remember a friend of mine, huge Trumper. He gave me a phone call, like, I would say it was around the end of, oh, 2020. And he said, hey, have you noticed that they're starting to kind of lump the Q people into the uh, domestic terrorist group? And I said, oh, yeah. We didn't know what it was leading up to. And, of course, then the January 6th happened. And I... I, I got on to Q from a girl I was dating, and she was like a yoga hippie type, and I hadn't heard of it, and this was in 2018, and just the way she spoke about it, I kind of had to check into it, and she ended up kind of just losing her mind through it. Like She thought certain things were going to happen by the end of that year, and when they didn't, she just felt like reality was fucked, and she... Oh, dude. Think about how many people are fucked up because of that. There's so many people who have put their heart and soul into that movement. And look, hey, hats off to the movement because, like I said when we were talking before, it meant a lot of people were awakened because of Q. You know what I mean? Like, it, was, it wasn't a little small thing. There was a lot of, like, soccer moms that were like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. The world ain't right. You know what I mean? Like they're they're taking children and this and that. But the problem was they they wanted to throw in crazy little shit in there, like JFK Jr. coming back to life. And and you know, little things like that that just kind of built build it, it kind of built up to to the crescendo, which was January 6th, because their entire goal was to make these people look like they were crazy. They were, you know, they were, you know, white supremacists. That's that's the goal, even though I know many black people and met Hispanic people who and Asian people who are Trump supporters and are big Q people. So I was like, that don't make any sense, but I see where they're going. And now with this January 6th committee, Come on, man. If we all saw what happened January 6th, it wasn't an insurrection. No one's been charged. No one's been convicted of an insurrection. But yet they still call it an insurrection every single day. It's in the media. Every single day. They're still talking about it. And, they, and they're, they're trying so hard with this committee. That's what I believe they're doing. I believe their goal by the end of this committee is to either bring up criminal charges on Donald Trump and then to to push it down to the Q people and label any Q people or Trump supporters terrorists. You know what they can do once they label you as a terrorist. Well, I mean, I was in the army. I, I know. 
they've kind of already done that though don't you think like not officially but i mean you were talking about black people and hispanic people being trump supporters i remember when larry elder was running against gavin newsom in the recall and they called him the black face of white supremacy the the la times printed that and i mean when you can when you can go that far as to label black people as white supremacists you're not going to stop anywhere oh yeah no doubt when when you're able to 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 literally take the narrative of a black man who he's not a younger black man either he's an older black man so he's definitely lived through some shit you know what i mean he's lived he probably lived through like when racism was really fucking racism you know what i mean like so you're going to take this man just because he doesn't agree with your your policies and your narrative, and you're going to say he's a racist, white supremacist, but he's a black guy? What the fuck are you even doing at that point? Well, black people are not allowed to be conservative. That's, I mean, I, I call BLM Black Liberals Matter because what what's the woman's name who just won lieutenant governor in Virginia? Uh Oh man, I know you're talking about. But, I know you're talking about. Man, um, she's all about guns and, you know, a lot of other conservative platforms she stood on and they called that that race that entire when, you know, the Republicans won, they called it like the end of democracy in Virginia. Oh, I know. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, Winston yes. Sears, is that her name? I've seen her little ad where she had guns and stuff and she was yeah. talking about the second amendment and this and that. And they were like, they really tried. They were like, Oh no, the world's ending because she was elected Lieutenant governor. And it was like, what, what are you even talking about? You, that's what bothers me is when is they don't take something and just go, all right, it happened. Now let's see what we can do to fix it. No, they attack it. They attack it with everything they have. Like, if you look at Elon, did I just lose you? I'm still oh, here. Shit. Okay, good. All right. My, my Skype's restarting or something. All so, right. yeah, we'll keep talking if we have to back up. But but what, they, what they've done is they've taken, they, like Elon Musk, for example, he mentioned, or he goes and buys, like, what, 9% of Twitter? All right. The attacks were, you know, they were there. You could see them. They were coming. Then he talks about... I think I lost you. Dude, I'm telling you, I've always believed that they fuck with us when we start talking about stuff. Oh, I, it's funny, the timing of things sometimes. All right, so we're back. We're recording. All right. Anyways, so think about it like this. Elon Musk, I will say I, I probably got this in the last one, but I'll edit it around this. But Elon Musk, you know, he bought 9% of Twitter or whatever, and they started attacking him. Little attacks here, little attacks there. Now, and I'm not saying Elon Musk is a fucking saint or anything. I was going to ask this, you that. I'm glad. I'm glad you already covered it. So. This is uh, this has been. This is just what I'm saying. How vindictive the the left can be, and how strange it is. So Elon Musk bought nine percent of Twitter, and then he, you know, I'm going to buy a hundred percent of Twitter and give everybody back their free speech, make it a private company. The DOJ has started an investigation into Elon Musk. Like, they're literally wanting to lock this man up because he's threatening to give back free speech on Twitter. 
to me, that is bizarre. How far are you willing to go, man? I mean, Elon Musk, like I said, I, I don't think he's a saint. He could be the Antichrist for all I know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh, he fits rich, the bill. Yeah, rich, charismatic dude who who no one sees coming, who plays along with the with this with the 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 rebellious stereotype uh, or the narrative, the rebellious narrative fights back against the elite, wins out against the elite, and then all hell breaks loose because he's the Antichrist. And you, you don't know, man. We don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I believe in the Antichrist. So, right. But <laughs> there is some type of evil out there. You know, I believe that. Oh, for sure. Whether whether it be the Antichrist, whether it be, you know, I was watching The Stand. Uh, Stephen King, have you seen the new show that came out recently? I actually did watch it a few months ago because it's one of my favorite Stephen King books. And I thought the first TV movie kind of sucked. And then so I thought maybe this one would be better. But Did you like the show? I, I thought it had some good things about it. And it did follow the book a lot better than the first movie did. So yeah, I was, I, it was all right. Right. Yeah. I hadn't seen, seen the movie. Okay. Yeah. It, they did a TV movie like on CBS or something way back in the day. My wife keeps saying, you got to see the movie. The movie's so good. And I'm like, you got to see the show. <laughs> yeah. Don't bother with the movie. Did she watch the show too? No, I can't okay. get her to. I'm like, babe, I'm telling you, you gotta watch the show. It is epic. The way they, the way they do it, they tell this whole story. They don't just break it down into a, a two hour movie. They tell you the whole story, which is, you know, like ten episodes or whatever. And it's, I thought it was pretty cool. I think, you know, they went a little. What's what I'm looking for? When Stephen King always goes into this evil realm that I, I'm almost not sure if it's real <laughs> or if it's fake you know what i mean like stephen king like some of the stuff he does like have you seen outcast have you ever seen outcast with stephen king is are you talking about the one with uh jason bateman in it oh, i can't remember jason bateman it's the it's a show on showtime and it's about a guy who is like like demons are attracted to him oh i don't think i've and seen that these demons possess these people and the way the demons possess them, it's like the first few days, it's what you see in like, say the exorcist. They're all, you know, heads spinning around, killing people, spitting out pea soup. They're crazy. They're possessed demons. But after a few days, they adjust and they get acclimated, I guess you would say. And then they fully take the body and they are, they live the life of that person and then control the reality of the world, you know, these all these demons are just like ruling the world and this one guy is like attracted to they're like attracted to him for some reason and they're trying to kill him because it's something about him that's that that will allow humanity to stop these demons bro it's insane uh but we got way off topic shit <laughs> i could talk about i could talk about apocalyptic shows all freaking day man oh, i really sure. could yeah because to me, it always feels like it's like, God damn, man, they they are hitting real close to what my vision of what the apocalypse would be. You know what I mean? Like, well, I think there's a lot of predictive programming that goes into shows like those. And I mean, pretty much everything we consume has those elements to it. But yeah, I, the zombie craze that just started, you know, within the last seven or eight years, there is a reason that stuff's big. Right. Oh, Yeah. And like, okay, give another prime example of, of um, you know, programming is Netflix. 
releasing that documentary pandemic, like right before the fucking pandemic. Yeah. Well, I was like, do you know the story of, of, you know, uh, Sigmund Freud, his nephew is Edward Bernays who wrote the propaganda handbook in the world war one era. So he pretty much laid out like, like stereo instructions, how to propagandize people to get them ready for war. So this guy's Sigmund Freud's nephew. And then Edward Bernays nephew is one of the starters or one of the founders of Netflix. And so it's no shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't re- I don't remember his name, but it's one of the guys that started it. Oh, my God. You just blew my mind. It doesn't surprise me, though. It doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, back to what we were talking about, Elon Musk, though. I wanted right. your opinion on Elon Musk. You know, we're talking about Antichrist, stuff like that. You know, I know that's not I, I don't know how true that might be. But I just know that be weary of people who with lots of money who are apparently on the people's side. That's all I can say. Well, all right. And I mean, he's a prime example of a created person because his his story's a bunch of horseshit. Like, he did not uh, start Tesla. Tesla was started by two other dudes. He came in there, took it over. Same thing with PayPal. His origin story is that he started PayPal with that PayPal mafia with like Peter Thiel. Oh, and then the guy that did LinkedIn. I always forget his name. Reed Hoffman. So there's three guys that start PayPal, and he comes in there and rewrites the history of it like he started it. So I'm not so sure Elon Musk is who we think he is. And he always, I don't know, I think he gets away with a lot that most normal people could not. You know, they're just going to let this. He definitely does. They're just going to let some dude start making tunnels under LA without getting permits or anything. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about outer space in our back-and-forth correspondence before we started this, and SpaceX, I haven't really looked into SpaceX, but I'm sure there's some shady shit going on there, too. Well, Nancy Pelosi, that chick, I don't like that chick at all, but she has came out and said, I saw like a little clip of a speech the other day, and she's like, Elon Musk wouldn't have anything if it wasn't for the United States government. Oh, that's she true. She said that herself. I, I, I was yeah. like, true? Yeah. I hate when that bitch says something true, but true? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like these people who have been in power so long, like, it's it's almost scary when you think about it, when it, you break it down, like, yes – Okay, she's this lady who sits in this position, one of the most powerful positions in the United States, and she's been there forever. It's like she's literally the prime minister. You know what I mean? Like she's like what would be considered like the prime minister in other countries, and she's been there like 40 years. Yeah, she she, she wields more power in that position than the president does. That's for sure. She controls the entire Democratic Party. I mean, if you look at like progressives that, that ran on these platforms of uh, forgiving student loan and a lot of basically socialist agendas, they all, they all change their tune once they get in there. And I think Nancy has a lot to do with that. I mean, AOC calls her mama. Oh, and AOC talks so much shit about her, talking about how we need to stand up and blah, blah. Get the fuck out of here. This bitch bowed down to the queen. That's what she did. <laughs> yeah.
a lot of it, I believe, with our country and our election system is I do believe there's some election fraud. I believe there's a lot of election fraud. I don't believe that you win that many times in a 40 year period. I just don't. I just don't. Oh, no. And I think all elections are rigged, really, because people think that Trump swooped in there as an outsider. I, I, I don't know how that's believed because he admitted in the primaries in 2016, I gave all you guys money. I'm the one who was t- pulling the strings, telling you what to do. And so we're, we're buying this, that he's some outsider that's going to be for the little people. Oh, bro, you're going to make me give you my Donald Trump spill. Go ahead. I mean, go ahead and finish and I'll, I'll give it to you. You know, we talked about Q a little bit, and I think you mentioned that they there's a lot of truth in Q, because I think one of the reasons for that PSYOP was shit like Pizzagate was coming out, and they had to put a lid on that. So if you just surround the truth by a bunch of other crazy shit, and at that point, enough had gotten out that I do not think Hillary Clinton could become president without everything being exposed. So they bring in Trump and NBC. I don't remember the dude's name. He was running CNN afterwards, but he he built Trump's name. They had him on The Apprentice. It's a lot like Zelensky, where this big oligarch who was in control of media kind of built him up and then he became president over there. Same story. So yeah, I don't think Trump was an accident at all. You know, it looked like that if you weren't paying close attention. My opinion on Trump, and I've said this so many times, people can say all day long that Trump is this outsider that came in to clean up the swamp, when in reality, he is part of the establishment he is he might not be part of the political establishment but he's part of the american establishment he is americana yeah you know what i'm saying like they have he has always been bolstered up ever since as far back as you know he was in his 20s and he was you know philanthropisting around the world you know dating models and doing whatever he wanted people they were they covered that shit on the news like oh look look at our prince they treated him like he was royalty if you recall oh they he, talked about him royalty. in the same light oh yeah well yeah true they talked about him in the same light as they do like harry and williams fuck face dudes the fucking <laughs> princes of england i never understood that either monarchs blow my fucking mind but so then Trump decides to run for president, and then you see then this like weird shift where they were like, well, we have to turn him into this bad guy because we have to have a bad guy in order to get Hillary Clinton elected. I believe that was their plan. And then I believe that Trump got elected, and it kind of surprised them. I don't think they meant for Trump to get elected. I think they thought Trump would be like the would be like the could make people go, well, we got to elect this woman. He's such a misogynist pig. We've got to show them and elect this woman to show the world we're not like him. That's what they wanted because they exposed all his, you know, his pussyfooting around and all the stuff that he had done. You know what I'm saying? They exposed the chicks he had been with. They, they talked about all that shit. All the stuff they celebrated back in the 80s and 90s, 
you know, they celebrated that shit. Like, it was so cool that this man is driving around in sports cars with hot women and dating, you know, uh, marrying models and divorcing them and sleeping with porn stars. And, you know, they, they made that shit look glamorous. And everybody, the rappers wanted to rap about it. They talked about Trump in their rap videos, oh, yeah. for Christ's sake. Now, he's this fucking racist, which was very strange, I thought. And then you had the whole Russia collusion thing. That in itself was bizarre because they carried that shit all the way to today. Yeah, they're, they're still, still talking about it. Yeah. Yes. Even though it's been proven to be a lie, a flat out fucking lie, they still won't address it. CNN, Hillary Clinton, none of them. Dude, if anybody else did that shit, They'd be hung out in the town square, bro. I'm telling you, they would be hung out in the Times Square. Well, I mean, Biden is doing that shit. It's just with Ukraine, you know, and we looked at or we can look back to the infamous event of Twitter banning stories about Hunter Biden's laptop. And I think they all collude. It's just different. It's different uh, factions of the same system. So you have your old political guard, people like Hillary and Joe Biden, Obama. And then it's like more of the mafia element of America and the American power structure is where Trump comes in. But they're all in charge of us. So at the end of the day, they're on the same side. I mean, it's not even debated that Hillary and Trump were friends. There's pictures of uh, Chelsea Clinton's wedding. You don't sit with like just kind of casual friends at your daughter's wedding. I mean, they were at the same table. So, but yeah, the Russia thing, it's just, we blame Russia for everything. And I'm sure they're over there doing the same thing about us. I think after World War II, we just kind of struck a deal with Russia. It was like, all right, we got to keep putting on a show. So let's just take turns fucking with each other. And uh, our country propagandizes us. And Russia propagandizes their people. And honestly, I don't think there's really a beef between the two. There's not. Dude, if you were to remove our governments and, like, somehow make, like, uh, like connect Russia and the United States together, you would see the people welcoming each other, talking to each other, getting to know each other. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be fighting. It wouldn't be nothing. It would be nothing. The normal people in the world would just be like, oh, you're just like us. You're just fucking like us. You want to survive. You want to feed your family, make sure they survive. You want to protect your family from anything evil out there. You want to do your best to get through this life just like me. You know what I'm saying? That that's the that's the end goal for everybody. If we're just being honest, it's not these fucking wars. And dude, do you think that the, if they would have said in Russia, if they would have said, "All right, guys, uh, we're gonna let the people vote on invading Ukraine," do you think the people of Russia would have said, "Yeah, let's vote on. Let, let's go ahead. Let's invade Ukraine. Let's spend billions of dollars. All this crazy shit. I, I, I don't. Even, it don't even make any sense whatsoever why they even ba- invaded Ukraine." And then once they, well, I take that back. It does make sense. But it's all just seems like a a weird, I don't know. I think they could have already taken Ukraine and like that. Well, I mean, they're occupying it right now. There's no doubt about that. If you believe what you're to see. 
I think it's a flat out occupation. I mean, they moved in in like three hours. What was it? February 24th. And I think that strategy that they used, it was just amazing to see all the talk leading up to it. Yeah. They took it overnight. The other day, Sunday, Easter Sunday, I was, I was sitting in my father-in-law's house. Now, I never watch the news. I, I don't. I can't fucking stand it. I don't even have regular cable in my house. I stream. If I'm going to watch a movie or a show, I stream that shit. Um, so, I want, he's got the news on. And, it, and, and it's fucking. They're having this ceremony on Fox News. Easter ceremony. And it says, live from Ukraine. And I'm like, huh? And then, like, they're outside. They have a fucking choir singing. In the background, there's cars driving by and buses and people riding bikes and people are walking up and down the streets. And I'm like, aren't they in an active invasion from Russia? Or what? Wait a minute. Why would you just be out like everyday life if your country is fucking invaded? At any moment, Russia could say, all right, let's take this city next. Yeah. Push a button and you're going to get missiles hitting your city. Yeah. You So... You don't have an Easter ceremony in the middle of town and everybody's just going about their normal lives. You don't do that. It was all fucking horse and pony show, too, because it was live in Ukraine on Sunday here, meaning it was fucking like Monday there. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you know they're... Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a big part of me that thinks maybe there isn't even anything going on. They do have the ability to put on quite a show. And, I mean, there's something going on. But do we see the truth? I don't think we ever do. But no, we don't see the truth. Dude, I just saw earlier, Biden tweeted out, uh, no, Biden said in the speech, that that they gave, I think they gave, they just approved like another like one point three billion dollars or something. And Biden says, and there's plenty more from where that came from, or we have plenty to keep giving, or something like that. Pretty much saying we had deep pockets, and we're going to keep giving Ukraine money, and long as it takes to defeat Russia. So tell me how that's not an act of war. Yeah. How the fuck is that not an act of war? Well, you know, we give them the weapons, but as long as there's not an American finger on the trigger, I guess we can claim that it's not an act of war. But yeah, we're That's insane. Yeah. And yeah, Brush it. the money too, it kind of just is enough to piss a guy off because our economy is fucked and it's only going to keep getting fucked. And we're throwing money over there. We're giving money to, you know, the Middle East to teach their high schoolers about gender. But we're starving over here. Our gas prices are getting out of control. Putin's price oh, hike. Bro. Since the gas prices, okay, and the and the inflation's hit. Like I'll give you an example. I went to Walmart, and I have like this list, this Walmart list that I um, ordered. I ordered, and I go pick it up. And I ordered the exact same list. Because like, you know how Walmart's, I don't know if you've ever ordered groceries from Walmart, but like it'll save your old order. And you can just hit reorder and it'll reorder that entire list, right? Okay. So I did that. Previous order was like 250 Tell me how to, same order, exact same items, even missing a few things because they were out of stock, was like 350 What was the time frame between the two orders? Uh, it was probably about, seven, eight months, 
between those two orders. I was like, what? What the fuck just happened? Yeah, that, that puts shit into perspective. You're talking like less than a year, 30-something percent yeah. increase. Wow. Yeah, I, I right. kind of just shop uh, every couple days, so I don't I don't really notice it, but I do notice meat and stuff like that. It's it's so much of a of a spike in the price that it's hard not to notice it. But yeah, that's crazy, man. Well, what they're doing is they're what I believe they're trying to do is I believe they're trying to like push the cost off on different things. Like I've noticed like soft drinks like Dr. Pepper's, Coca-Cola, stuff like that has like went up by like from like a dollar fifty to like two dollars and twenty cents for one. You know what I mean? For one yeah. two liter, you know. Um, so that's a pretty big price price and you know increase. So then like potato chips, normally like th- two fifty, they're three fifty. So it's there, and then they'll be like, oh, but buy two for six, so you're paying three dollars. So you got a fifty cent increase. So see, they, I believe, like you know, these retailers, they know how to divvy it up to where we don't see it when we're walking through the aisles. But when you, if you really pay attention. That's when, like, I didn't pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I would have went to the grocery store and just bought groceries and walked up, it would have been three fifty. I wouldn't even have thought about it, even if I had bought the same shit that I'd bought before. Yeah. This, this is, this is getting crazy. And the gas prices alone, fuck, man. I could. My wife drives a Mitsubishi Mirage. All right, this is a three cylinder engine car. It has a ten gallon gas tank, dude. I was filling that car up with like. I think seventeen dollars. Wow! Last year, this year it's like almost thirty. It's thirty something dollars to fill that car up. Yeah, I've got. I'm a, like, I've got a ten fuck? gallon tank too in my car. It's it's ten ten gallon tanks good because you can easily do the math. So yeah, I was I was filling it up for twenty five to thirty bucks, and then yeah, now it's anywhere to you know fifty to fifty five. Yeah, dude, it's insane, man. Mine might be smaller than 10 gallons now that you mention it because I filled it up very cheap before and then like, whoa, and it was on empty. Because it's a t- like I said, it's the tiniest fucking little car on the planet. No, it's not a smart car. It's it's one of those ones like when I when he got elected, when Biden got elected, I shit you not. I was like, dude, I'm getting a I had a Prius when Obama was in office. I was like, dude, I'm getting a cheaper, I'm getting cheap gas price car. I'm getting something cheap on gas. Uh, so when he got elected, I went and bought a that little tiny Mitsubishi Mirage. It's like a 2015. Uh, it gets like 35, 40 miles to a gallon. It's small. It's it, it, it fits. It fits us. It fits five people. We can fit five family members in the car, and I have two boys that are rather large, and we all can fit in it and go somewhere. So I, I was like, shit, it saves me in gas. I ain't, I, I, y'all gonna have to be uncomfortable. We don't take a lot of long trips or anything. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, we just get a little small car that get us around. And I'm glad I did it now. Shit. It was like, these fools. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what was it? I'm releasing another tweet from Biden earlier today. I'm releasing one billion, one, no, one million barrels of gas from our reserve to to help against putin's price hike i'm like get the what so now that's what we're calling it 
I oh, stuck oh, yeah. my toe last night. It's Putin's fault. He pushed me in the dark. Yeah, dude, I have to step away one second. My cat's meowing. She's gonna be all over this mic if I don't go throw her out. I'll be right. right back. All right. There's just so much like going on right now that I don't think people. I think they've got everybody so enamored. Like we talked about it on last week's episode, but I talked with Lux from uh, the Occult Rejects, and the name of the podcast is "What Are They Hiding? What Are They Distracting Us From?" You know? Yeah. What? I mean, dude, you, they pulled out all, all the stops in the last few years to distract the fuck out of us. If you really look back on it, they've pulled out a lot of stops to distract us, like. I, I was like, I even jokingly said, what are they doing? Like building them some kind of giant underground bunker or ha- or maybe some getting ready to move into this underground bunker and leave us out here to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they, if they, is that what they're covering up? I mean, because it's, it's just bizarre. The amount of distraction that they've thrown at us over the last two years. Dude, some, a fucking teacher can say, you know what? I'm not calling you she. You're a guy. And that teacher can, will lose their job, lose uh, their livelihood. Well, did you see that they pulled libs of TikTok off of Twitter? You know, I actually just listened to a podcast where a guy was talking about that. Yeah, because, I mean, they are showing the freakiest of the freaks on there, but a lot of them are teachers talking about sexualizing children. And this woman is exposing it. And not only was she thrown off Twitter, I think she's back on now. It's like definitely not libs of TikTok or something like that. But uh, a Washington Post reporter doxed her. So people know who she is now. And all she does is just holds up a mirror to the libtards. And that's hate speech. So, you know. That's that's, so crazy. Yeah. See, that's another thing that is really scary. You know, they can just decide that you are a problem and they are going to do away with you. And by God, they can do away with you. Yeah. Nothing is safe. I'm telling you right now, nothing is fucking safe. Maybe if you have tons and tons of money to where you're like, if they take one website down, you could pop up another one and shit like that. But dude. They, if they want to remove you from almost everything, we've seen it. We've seen it with Alex Jones. We've seen it with Donald Trump. Yeah. The, 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 the former president of the United States doesn't have a Twitter, but MBS, the fucking dude, the Saudi Arabian crown prince, who is the fucking devil, he has a Twitter account, though. Is that the guy that has a bunch of shares and... Came out against Elon? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think yeah. people, I didn't, I don't think a lot of people really knew who had the major shares in Twitter. Oh, dude, there's a lot of fucked up people that have major shares in Twitter. There's a country, other countries, a world bank, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So there, there's been these people controlling us for a very long time with something we thought was used for free speech. That has me questioning everything. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I kind of wanted to get into how the, uh, that's always been that way. Like, I don't know. You, you said that you served. I think I was reading a little bit of your stuff. And didn't you? So did you go to Afghanistan? Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. So you saw it firsthand. 
And I mean, I, I don't have to tell you what that war was about. It was about opiate opiates. It was about the poppy plants. It was about their fields for miles and miles of just fucking poppy for as far as the eye could see. It was about their minerals to make iPhones. Uh, it wasn't about 9-11. Had nothing to do with 9-11. They needed an excuse to go into that country. 18 of the fucking hijackers were Saudi Arabian. Yeah. Why the fuck didn't we invade Saudi Arabia? The head guy, the fucking head guy, Osama bin Laden, was Saudi Arabian. Yeah, and you know, I don't even know if, I, I, I kind of think bin Laden's been dead since the uh, late 90s. I don't ever think, Probably. I don't think he was ever really, I think he was just the boogeyman they threw up on TV. But yeah, Afghanistan, mm. the Golden Crescent area and the Golden Triangle over in East Asia, that has been controlled by British oligarchs since the 171800s where they were bringing in opium. And if you look at these four main oligarchs, John D. Rockefeller, Cornelius Vanderbilt, on Andrew Carnegie and J.P. Morgan, those guys used opium money to start all the Ivy League schools. And I mean... They also initiated all the intelligence programs and started the, you know, Operation Mockingbird, which controlled the media since the late 40s. And, I mean, that stuff's still going on today. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they, they manufacture the counterculture so they can control it. Do you know much about the Laurel Canyon scene from the, like, mid to late 60s? I, I know I know some about it. If I if I could just gonna tell you I knew a lot, I'd be lying to you. But I, I have podcasts where they discussed it, and so I, I if you start if you tell me some stuff, I'll it'll start triggering it for me. A basic overview of it is okay. So it was the military intelligence, like Frank Zappa's dad worked for a chemical manufacturer that was making napalm, and then his son's a musician in Laurel Canyon. Jim Morrison's dad was the commander right, right, of the yeah. fleet that started the Gulf of Tonkin incident. And so he made this, he had always talked about how he was estranged from his parents, but there's a picture, a famous picture of Jim Morrison with his dad six months before he ended up in LA. And at that point, there was no music scene in Los Angeles. It didn't exist. It was all in New York, Memphis, and Detroit. And all of a sudden, overnight, all these musicians, most of them with military intelligence families, show up and the hippie movement starts right there. A lot of people think it was in San Francisco, but it started in Laurel Canyon. And then the music industry, if you look at like uh, Courtney Love, she was born in San Francisco during the acid tests that MKUltra and the CIA were running there. Her dad, Hank Harrison, he managed the Grateful Dead. And the mom, she was a piece of work. Like, her family was rich, and so when her parents got divorced, Courtney Love's grandparents paid the lawyer of Hank Harrison to throw the custody case. So he didn't see her again until she was 17, but at that point, she had gone through, uh, like, she started going to therapy when she was four years old, got molested, and then she starts going over to Asia, and she becomes a prostitute for the Japanese mafia, gets addicted to heroin, comes back, starts living with her dad in Dublin, and at that point, she's probably working for the CIA because she starts handing out LSD to all the people in Liverpool. And then she goes to Portland, injects herself into the music scene there. We all know what happens when she gets to Seattle. 
I mean, they honed in on Kurt Cobain to spread heroin, you know, to the youth. And he was getting out of that. Like, he quit heroin. He was going to divorce her. He was going to quit Nirvana and start a new band with Courtney Love's bass player from Hole. I mean, she offed him. There's no doubt about that. Not personally, but she had people do it. Right. So, I mean, yeah, they've always kind of just controlled the narrative. And, I mean, Hollywood's the same thing. It's all intelligence. Well, it's all about controlling the narrative, really. If you if you really want to, uh, you know, break it down and look into everything, going all the way back to to any type of music, you know, things don't get to us because they just get to, especially back then. You know what I'm saying? Like music didn't get played unless it was approved. Yeah. You know, it it, it didn't get on. You didn't get on TV. Unless it was approved, especially before the internet. I think the internet came along and they kind of got caught off guard a little bit. But now I think they have control of the internet. But it just took them a little while. Oh, they certainly have control of it. And it was kind of like what you're talking about earlier. If they want you gone, you're gone. A lot of people think that they're going to take the internet from us. But I don't think that would serve them too well. But you and I, Dusty, they could take the internet from us. You know? Oh, definitely. They most definitely can. And they're, yeah, I don't think they're going to take the internet from us, from everyone, because it's such a good propaganda tool. Yeah. I mean, you can literally spread propaganda with a click of a button and reach millions of people if you have, if you would just have the right amount of money. You don't even have to have the followers or the anything. You could just pay for the advertisement. And get it on the social media or pay to have you can pay to have your tweet seen by millions of people. So that's why you have like tweets that pop up on people's timeline. You're like on your timeline. You're like, why the fuck are they showing me this? I don't give a fuck about this crap. You know what I'm saying? It's because someone with a lot of power tweeted it. And that tweet goes a lot further than your, your, your tweet or my tweet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and I think a lot of those are bot accounts. You probably interact. I've, I'm kind of new to Twitter. I had the account just so that I could follow you know, media and politicians back in the 2016 election. But I just started using it a lot recently. And I'm 100% sure that most of the accounts I interact with are not real people. Well, I feel like the ones that pop up and argue with me, because, see, most of the people I follow are like-minded people. They're conspiracy people. They're, you know, they're if they're not conspiracy people, they at least think outside the box in some manner. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if I if if someone comes on and they're, like, blatantly disagreeing with me with, like, some strange propaganda shit that I know is not true, but they're still pushing it. Like it's real, like it's real, like the Russiagate thing. That's to me, I know that's a bot automatically because they, the way they answer so quickly and usually their profile picture will be either like a, just like a very standard person or either like some kind of weird picture that's like supposed to make you think that they're like this anarchist or bad, you know know what I mean? Like they, they really, they try, they really try hard with these bots. They really do. But yeah, I can tell when it's a bot, man. It, I really can. I, I, I was, uh, you know, I watch a lot of wrestling. All right. So there's this guy uh, who started his own wrestling company. 
His father owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's fucking, he is loaded. He is a billionaire times over, you know, hundreds of times over. He owns, like, I think he started O'Reilly's or AutoZone or something. And that's how he made his billions. And he's, uh, he now owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. His son, he gave him $100 million to start this wrestling company, right? So his son has had, you know, been trying to, you know, his, they got, he got him a, a mainstream, you know, TBS. He got the show there and they, you know, they get okay ratings, but they're still not beating the competitor or even getting really close, which is WWE, like the biggest wrestling company in the world. And so he says that he hired some independent tech uh, investigators and that he is that they have determined that something like 80% of the people who speak negative about his company are bots. So that's just one example. Yes, it's pro wrestling. You know what I'm saying? But that's just one example of how if someone wants to control a narrative or get you not to care about a product or to turn you off from a product, all you have to do is deploy, you know, millions of bots to go after that product. You know what I'm saying? So we could take and replace product with people or a narrative, a story. Look at the the, uh, recent shooting, the subway shooting in New York. It was a black man. He used a nine millimeter pistol. He deployed gas canisters. He had a van nearby. They also found explosive devices. Yo, that's a fucking terrorist attack, my friend. Straight up, no matter how you look at it. But because it wasn't an automatic weapon, because it wasn't uh, your standard white man with glasses that looked like he's been pulled out of some cave, because it wasn't those things, it's fucking disappeared. The narrative's gone. Don't you think it reeks of FBI, the shooting itself? Of course it does. I mean, didn't they find his ID and his credit card and the key to the van all on the scene? None of the cameras are working. Bro, I, I heard it was the credit card. That's what I heard. So, I, I probably, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't fucking leave like a little note with his, ad, uh, his address. I mean, come on, man. It was... Didn't he turn himself in? I heard that he called from a McDonald's and said, I'm seeing my face all over the TV. I think I'm the guy you're looking for. No. From what I understand, this little Hispanic guy saw him in a shop and called the police, a coffee shop, and called the police, and they came and arrested him there. That's how, because I saw like a, a video that was going around Twitter and they were like, some reporter or someone was asking this little Hispanic guy, how did you know that it was him? And he was like, oh, I just saw it. I can't do it. I don't want to do Spanish <laughs> accent. <laughs> I don't want to do a stereotypical Spanish accent. But he was like, yeah, man, you know what I'm saying, Holmes? <laughs> but way gayer. Okay, so it was way gayer. It was, <laughs> but yeah, he was like, yeah, I saw him there. He was. He was he was in my shop, and then I looked at him, and I was like, "Oh my God, that is that guy!" <laughs> so I called the police. There it is. I found it. I found my gay Hispanic <laughs> accent. I knew it was there somewhere. I was looking. I was had preaching. to dig around in the chest a little bit. <laughs> I had to dig around in my accent chest. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Also, the dude that I mean, we're still talking about Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, but. You remember that guy mm. that zigzagged his way through a parade in Wisconsin? 
And he was yes, also, run also, over people. He was also a black man that had social media pages where he was talking about being a black supremacist, basically. And they talked about that for like two days. I mean, dude, then they started trying to make it say it was an accident. He was they running. He was running from another a crime scene, which also ended up being bullshit. Yeah, bro, it's so weird. If that had been a fucking white dude, it would still be being talked about to this day, and they would have linked him to other white supremacist groups, and they would have linked those groups to Donald Trump supporters who like QAnon, who <laughs> were there on January sixth. <laughs> yeah. Who who entered the Capitol. That's what they would have done. Believe me when I tell you that. Well, <laughs> s- s- since he wasn't white, instead we have to have the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial be a distraction right now. I mean, the fact that they're televising that shit, it's just it's, like they've, they've run out of sense. stuff. No. And I mean. Well, I got a better one for you. How about the fucking guy who detonated a fucking. Uh, RV in Nash downtown Nashville early hours of the morning had a weird loudspeaker saying please get out of the area oh fuck. <laughs> remember that shit I, I it was forgot like, all about it but I remember the part right, about the it was loudspeaker like Christmas day or some shit <laughs> and they talked about that shit for fucking weeks and tried everything in their power to link him to being a white supremacist everything in their power and all it was was no it was just some fucking dude who decided to kill himself that way and he hurt no one else he did damage but he didn't kill anyone except for himself but they talked about that shit and made a big deal about it forever the vegas shooting come on man get the fuck out of here well you know that one was so obvious that they kind of have dropped it too because I mean, it seems like that guy was into some weapons dealing stuff and they did take him out. I do not think for a second that he was the one opening fire on those crowds. And they also had fire coming in from all different angles if you ask people that were there. So, of course they did. That one's really weird. Just how out in the open it was. Dude, there's like reports of like when it first happened, there was people like, like who had videoed themselves saying there's people running around here dressed all in black shooting people and those videos fucking vanished yeah vanished those people vanished that security guard who they say that like noticed heard the gunshots coming from the room that motherfucker was on like some kind of talk show and then we never heard from him again ever what do you think they did with him he's fucking either he's probably dead He's probably dead as fuck, right? Oh, he's on a vacation. He went to he went to Hawaii and drowned surfing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, dude, have you ever noticed the way these motherfuckers kill themselves? Is it's out of this fucking world? Like, it's like what? Yeah, like the like, one you were just talking about. Why get in a van with a bomb? Yeah, or you know. The, like the famous people who hang themselves from a doorknob. Oh, you want to talk How about that? You want to talk about that? Man. Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, <laughs> you know, to get back into the pedophile rings and stuff that they were trying to cover up by making all the people that believed it a cutard, I think that 
it's pretty fucking well documented that Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington were kind of starting a little crusade against the pedophile rings. Chester Bennington himself, I mean, you cannot convince me that that guy is not John Podesta's son. But have you ever seen those pictures side by side? Yes, yes, I have. Um, I, I know exactly what you're fucking talking about, dude. It's creepy. Well, if Chris Cornell, you know, he always suffered with drug addiction and depression in his early years especially, but it seemed like if you talked to or if you listened to the people who were closest to him, he was like on a mission. And also Anthony Bourdain. You know, when he started talking about the Clinton Foundation and Harvey Weinstein because his girlfriend, Asia Argento, she was one of the Me Tooers, he started looking into that and started speaking out publicly against it. He did not last very long after that. Fuck no, he didn't. And you can't convince me that a man who literally, literally has the job that every human on the planet would give anything to have, he gets to travel around the world. He's fucking loaded, so he it's first class every fucking step of the way. He gets to go to remote places and just fucking chill. He gets to eat some of the best, craziest fucking food, meet the most exotic women. He's loved by, oh my God, I bet... I bet bitches threw pussy at him like it was fucking, like he was a fly trap and they were flies. Like, Dude, stuck to I would have fucked Anthony Bourdain. I mean, that's exactly. how cool he was. Exactly. And you're going to tell me that guy, that fucking guy committed suicide because some girl broke his heart. Get the fuck out of here. Well, and that the was the story we were given, but it seemed to me like that was kind of just a little conspiracy candy thrown our way. Like, I don't think that I do think that you could be depressed if you had all the, all that he had, but, and then they had the producer of his show go on Joe Rogan and say like, yeah, he just, he started smoking cigarettes again. He, he was starting to get really depressed. But if you look at his last year alive, it seemed like he was probably through his work he was doing. It seemed like he was starting to kind of open up to the way things really were. Because his show was pushing a lot of propaganda. After they overthrew Gaddafi, I think it was Parts Unknown, he went into Libya and he talked to the people that were doing the uprising and he was pushing the, the mainstream narrative. But I think, I mean, he was a smart dude. I think he was really starting to see the, things, the way things were and he got onto the fucking pedophile cults. And when you talk openly about that stuff and you have the following of a guy like that, I mean, yeah, it's time to get to go bye bye, bye bye. That's why Julian Assange. That's why. Okay, if Trump really was this outsider who was here to save the country, Julian Assange and Edward Snowden would be free men living in America right now and not have any issues. They yeah. might be awarded the Star David and have full pardons. Not Star David. Star David. That's what they need. <laughs> <laughs> You are now a Jew. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sold on Snowden. I don't, I don't think that guy's legit. You don't think so? No. It's possible. I think I that mean. he was kind of a red herring. I've even heard people say that about Julian Assange. I'm not convinced of that. But if you look at the story of Edward Snowden, the whole thing doesn't make sense. It sounds like a fucking movie. And in fact, Oliver Stone made the movie. 
Right. Of but, course they made the movie. I mean, <laughs> he's walking around with Russian sunshine behind him, Skyping with Joe Rogan. You're not going to see fucking Julian Assange do that. They could fucking pinpoint the exact two-meter radius of Edward Snowden if he's Skyping with Joe Rogan. Oh, I know. I don't think... I mean, and also he's hiding out in Russia. He's in Russia to me just as much as fucking Boris Johnson went over to Ukraine. Zelensky's not in Ukraine. Like, they have sound stages for this kind of shit. Right, I really right, think right. that. But anyway, we're getting off on a little tangent again. It's all right. It's all right. Um... But yeah, um, let's talk about Zelensky for a minute, since she brought him up just there. All right, so this dude's worth billions, like fucking billions. And I'm like, how? What has he done? He was an actor? Yeah, he was a, a pretty unfunny comedian, and then he got that show where he plays a nobody that becomes the president. Okay, yeah, so that still ain't going to get you billions of dollars. Dude, Kevin Costner is a fucking huge actor. He ain't (laughs) fucking $32 billion rich. Well, have you you seen the pictures of uh, Zelensky next to George Soros? Yeah, I've seen those. uh, Is there a relation there? Are they fucking both cloned from the same template? Because... He very he's very much an installed puppet for you know Western interest. So yeah, I mean it's not a surprise to me that yeah he didn't get money from acting. That's for sure. So as we as we talk about Zelensky and, and Russia and Ukraine and 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 we look at why Russia says they invaded Ukraine and why I know that they invaded Ukraine. So in 2013, Hillary Clinton. And then we're wanting Ukraine's government overthrown because they just did. And so they started putting out a little bit of propaganda here and there. And then the next thing you know, the guy did not. He turned down these horrible conditions to join NATO, the president at the time. He was he was going to join NATO, but they wanted like some crazy conditions like to have like military bases and all kinds of shit there. And he was like, no, I'm trying to keep Russia happy, too. I can't do that. Yeah, he was also and turning so, down deals with the EU to deal with Russia, with, like, oil and stuff. Right, right. So he was trying to play both sides of the... You know what I'm saying? He was trying to keep both entities happy, which you know is not going to be possible. So they decided they no longer want him in power. So they started throwing in their propaganda, you know, and they they started talking about how maybe his election was a fraud. And then next thing you know, this man is reelected, but the people stand up, say it's fake and overthrow him. And he has to fucking leave and go to Russia. All right. So. So for one, they removed the democratically elected president from office. They installed their own government. That's that's bad, no matter how you look at it. That's Have you heard that cool. phone call with Victoria Newland? She was in the State Department at that time, and she's talking about... No, I have Well, you got to look this up. So she's talking to an ambassador over there, and they say basically who they're going to put in there. They were talking about... What, what's those brothers that are boxers in Ukraine? Klitschko? So they talked about him... 
they talked about these other two guys, and then they're the ones they put in there. And this is a famous phone call because she said, fuck the EU. Fuck what the EU wants. This is who we want in there. And then that happened. And that was in 2014. So crazy, dude. And that was Biden's pet project back then. It was like a little fucking thing Obama threw him to keep him busy. And, you know, of course, and then there's the, the Burisma Hunter Biden angle of it, too. Right, right. There's a lot of money going through Ukraine, and that's been going through Ukraine for decades. And I believe that's what they're afraid of. You know, like if Russia takes Ukraine, they can expose all that shit. And I'm not saying that I that Russia's right. I'm not saying they're right for what they're doing. However, Yemen overthrew their government because they felt that the he was installed by Saudi Arabia in the West. And Saudi Arabia has waived an invasion all out fucking just fucking bruh. It's I mean, they're just slaughtering motherfuckers. Kids, no one talks women. about that. No, no they and, don't. And we're funding I've heard them. more. I've heard more today about Ukraine than I've heard about Yemen and Saudi Arabia in the last seven fucking years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they don't want us to talk about that. They well, want us to worry about Ukraine because there's a different color of skin there, which is and a different religion, too. You can't have Christian white Christians being taken over by uh, other white Christians. That just can't happen. Yeah. And, you know, also with the Saudi Arabia, Yemen debacle, Obama is on record saying, basically, that Saudi Arabia was furious with us when we did the, the nuclear deal with Iran. Because they don't want them, you know. Of course they don't. And so, you know, Obama, to appease Saudi Arabia and get, be in tight with them, he was like, yeah, we'll look the other way when you fuck up Yemen and we'll even give you money. You know, fun. Oh, dude, war. we provided ships to blockade fucking to provide a blockade to prevent them from getting supplies, starving out the people. Yeah. Like like famine, like will the, the amount of people who died from famine will pass the covid numbers by next year. But yet no one's worried about that. Yeah. What's that woman who just died? God. You know who I'm talking about? She was a uh, like Secretary of State with Clinton. She just died Whoa. recently. Why can't I think of her name? Oh my God. You oh I know you're talking about. She had the short hair? Yeah. And oh, dude. well, there was a famous video of her being grilled by a reporter about all the children in Iraq that died because of the sanctions. And she said, Yeah, it's worth it. You know, in the end, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of our mentality if it serves our interests. But, I mean, I, I made a tweet the other day talking about how the Azov Battalion, they're literally fucking neo Nazis. And the fucking libtards went from like punch a Nazi to believe these Nazis over here. And like, I, it was, it almost breaks your neck. Just how fast they fucking switch up whenever they're told to. Oh, no shit. You're talking about Madeline Albright. There you right? go. I don't know yeah. why I couldn't fucking think of her name. That's yes, it. I, I just Googled her. Hey, man, that's why. Hey, that's why we're here. We work together, man. <laughs> we're both fucking I, I love, stoned. 
we're doing all right. Oh, I know, dude. You know, you ain't lying. Hey, that's the best way to do a podcast, though. Oh, I, smoke I agree. On bullshit, bro. Like, I'd rather listen to two dudes doing that than fucking half the shit that comes on. Let me tell you. Uh, oh my God, there's some terrible, terrible stuff out there, and it somehow it gets famous, it gets popular. I still don't understand that one, but uh, but again, I believe it's also who they allow. Right. Who they allow to get popular. Like, I'll give you an example. We always talk about, you always hear about how Spotify is standing by Joe Rogan and this and that, right? Okay. Tell me how we did an episode for January 6th, two days after January 6th. The girls from my podcast had been there. They told the truth about what happened and what they saw. Two days later, my entire show was removed from Spotify. I was going to ask you about that because I love your little sign off. You always do fuck Spotify. And I, I was kind of wondering the story behind that. So that's what it was, huh? That's what it was. Yeah. Huh. They totally white. My, my show was white from fucking Spotify existence. So, so how are your numbers? I mean, I, you're pretty fuck. When I first started talking to you, I only found you through the Lux and New York Patriots podcast. That's how I found you, because oh. on your Twitter, you have, like, your hashtag, and you'll come up, but I just wanted, like, a list of your episodes, you know? Right. I'm uh, I'm on Google Podcasts, and I'm on Apple Podcasts. Uh, I'm on SoundCloud. So how are, have, you, how are you, how do they not kick you off, I wonder? Like... I don't know. Well, it was only that one episode. I've been good ever since. Like, I've never had any issues. It was just that one episode. They really, the, the girls just talked about how they, they were like, we were still in the speech when people were, they were already firing, you know, you heard stuff happening at the Capitol. Because they were, the narrative is that Trump gave the speech and then everybody went to the Capitol and then, and, and, you know, went into the Capitol. That's the narrative. But they were saying that, no, the speech was still going on. And you know what I'm saying? Like, they're also saying they took what Trump said out of context, uh, you know. Oh, for sure they did. So when, when they were saying this stuff, we didn't think nothing about it. But, yeah, Spotify didn't agree with it at all. And But you're right. I'm probably uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? What, uh, where they can't see you. Um, shadow banned. Uh, shadow banned. I'm probably shadow banned. Uh, because of all the Trump stuff we talked about back in the day. And I believe they, you know, because they, you know how they are about Trump, man. They want anything and everything about Trump removed from the, from the internet. I and, mean, and you dude. see that, that to me is why they put him in there because you could automatically demonize half the fucking country. And they did. It took, it took a while. Oh, yeah. I mean, it didn't take a while. Four years is a short amount of time. But I mean, I grew up, I think you're a couple years older than me. So I was 18 when 9-11 happened, and okay. I, I was 20, so yeah. So to me, back then, the bad guys were the neocons, you know? And so to, and we were talking about you a little bit, how, and I, I do want to get back into that. You, were, you said you were really Democratic left-leaning. Yes, I was. So yeah, I too kind of went, towards that direction just because it was the opposite of, you know, Cheney and Bush. But then when I saw what Obama was doing, I mean, he immediately put his entire fucking cabinet, a list that he got from Citibank. I mean, that was released by WikiLeaks. And then he fucking takes George W. Bush's two wars, starts five more, runs out of bombs at one fucking point. So then you're thinking, okay, 
they're all neocon, neoliberal. It's all the same shit. Uh, so yeah, yep. I, I think that at some point we're going to see the, the tide turn, whoever's in office next. I don't think that they'll let like the left activists stay loud too. They'll, they'll demonize them eventually, except for the ones that do play ball. Because I think, you know, we had the, the hammer and the sickle and the swastika. It is definitely my belief that the next power symbol that is going to fucking be held over genocides all over the planet is going to be the fucking rainbow. Because now, did you see the other day, they released this story out of Scotland and they have painted all of the crosswalks in rainbow colors and the horses that the cops ride are fucking freaked out by them. They don't want to walk across them. And the seeing eye dogs that people use, they don't want, so it's causing havoc. And so instead of painting these fuckers back to their normal color, they are putting money into programs to train the service animals to be okay with the rainbow. I mean, what the fuck does that tell you? Bruh, that's insane. I mean, I'll... okay, so I'm accepting of anybody for the way they are. Oh, for I sure. don't care if you're if you're gay, trans, whatever. It doesn't but it doesn't bother me. Isn't it and sad I, that I, we have to have that disclaimer to have this conversation though? I know, right? Yeah. Like I I can How... tell you're an accepting dude. I'm the same way. Yeah, Except for I when they come after people, the kids, man. that's the shit that I put my foot down on. You know? Exactly, exactly. I don't want my my four year old daughter learning about like, you know, okay, she might see a transgender person, but I don't want anybody to totally explain it to her because it would confuse her because she's already age, confused why, age, why she yeah. don't have a pee pee or why she is a girl. She asks those questions all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like she's already confused enough. Let's not confuse her more by telling her, well, if you don't like being a girl, you can change that, sweetheart. <laughs> well, and they want the schools to be able to do that, right? You know, I mean, and that's something I don't know if I, I, I agree with because, I, well, I know I don't agree with it because I feel like if you're going to sit down and talk to my daughter, who's four or five, six years old, and she's already, they're already confused at that age because they see there's so much coming at them. You know what I mean? Like there's so much coming at them, especially today, no matter how you try to stop it, it's still, it's going to come through everything. I mean, nowadays kids, they love their little tablets and they love to watch kids YouTube and, uh, but we don't know what's being fished through that. You know what kids I'm saying? YouTube you have to try your best to prevent them. Oh, I know. But you have to try your best to minimize it. And, you know, prevent them from doing it. But they're still going to, you're still going to be a parent and be like, God dang, I just need a break. And let them watch kids YouTube. It's going to happen. I mean, shit, that goes all the way back to when I was a kid. My mom plopped me down in front of the fucking TV. You know what I'm saying? That shit's been going on forever. So, of course, we're going to do it. However, you know, we want to be in control of, you know, at least a little bit of what they're being, what they're being you know, told and how they're being explained things. Because like I said, you know, if you tell a kid, a young girl who's, why don't I have a PP? My Bubba have a PP. I don't have a PP. That boy has a PP. I don't have a PP. I like Batman. He likes Batman. I think I should have a PP too. Well, one day, honey, you can have one. Or you know what? Let's go ahead and get to working on that. Huh? Yeah. yeah put them on the hormones what? right now. I would say get, yeah. get, get, get ahead of it. Let's go ahead and get it started. I mean, she's playing with Batman toys. However, if you flip it and look at it from a different angle, she's obsessed with every princess that exists. She's got 
Oh my God, princess dresses out the wazoo. She loves to put makeup on. She loves to be beautiful. She loves all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? She is 100% a girl. So is she older than your son? No, my sons are like uh, 15, well, it'll be 15 and 16. Okay. Uh, you know, she they're they're way older. We, we, we had a late, late child. Uh, we had a child, we had our boys when I was 25. Well, one of them I was 25, one of them I was 20, almost 27. And they were back to back. So then we were like, God, whoo, that was quick. So let's <laughs> slow down and wait. And then when we decided to have another one, it never happened. And then eventually it happened. And it was like, my boys were like 10 or 11. And it was like, damn, there's a big gap here. She's basically like an only child with two uncles pretty right, much. Right. Um but yeah, she but she knows men and guys have wieners. Somehow she knows that. You know, she's she asks, she'll come run in the bathroom and try to see you. She's she's confused. She wants to know what things are. You know what I'm saying? She also runs in there in her mom's bathroom and's like, Mom, why do you have breasts? What are those? You know what I'm saying? When will I get those? Things like that. <laughs> she's just she's curious. She's a curious little child. And I don't want anyone else taking advantage of that curiosity. I don't want anyone else putting something in her head that might not be able to be taken back out. Well, and kids you know? are so impressionable too. So the state shouldn't have the right to indoctrinate them at that age. It's just ridiculous. Right. Exactly. It's like my, how did my daughter asked me something the other day, uh, something about a little boy's underwear. My mom had gave her little boy underwear for some weird reason. And um, my daughter had, I think my mom spent the night and my mom had them there and she changed her and she put little boy underwear on her. So when she came home the next day, she was like, why does little boy underwear have like a little hole right here? And this, that, and wanted all these, all, all these questions about these little boys underwear that she was wearing. And I was trying to explain to her. I'm like, well, <laughs> well, boys wear underwear like that for, I don't know. I mean, it's just because boys have different things than what girls have. And she's like, well, when will I get one of those? And I was like, maybe you won't. You won't get one. You're a girl. She's like, oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was just a little girl and confused. Like, because she don't really know. They don't really even understand sexuality right now. They don't even understand, like, the difference really between a girl and a boy. They just know that there's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So, it, it, to me, to indoctrinate small children, you know, that's, ooh, that's, you're really crossing into some really weird territory. It almost sounds like they're trying to create a larger trans community oh, well, or a larger LGBT community. They want, oh, there's not enough. They want us to be genderless at some point, is what I think. Like, maybe down the road, maybe soon, but. I mean, you know what I do now? What's I that? refer to I refer to them as when when they want to holler about gender shit. I'll be like, all right, I'll refer to you as that. <laughs> well, have you seen how California is reacting to the Florida passing that bill? They call it the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up, my man. <laughs> oh, our brains think alike, bro. Because I was thinking about this right before we started recording. Yes, I've seen that. And it, holy shit, it's nothing what they're saying. Well, we did a whole episode on it, and the bill is seven pages long. You can literally read it in under 20 minutes if you're taking your time. 
And all right. it is is it's saying, please don't talk about sex from kindergarten to third grade. And then all these teachers are freaking out saying, I can't tell them I went paddleboarding with my boyfriend. And it's like, no, that's not what the bill is. But anyway, California has now cut off their businesses from being able to travel to Florida over this. It's insane. This, what's crazy is, is they're literally making it sound like, like Florida just banned homosexuality. Right. That's what it sounds like. I mean, if you, I have read people's tweets and seen articles that are like, you can't be gay in Florida. It's illegal to be gay in Florida and shit like that. It's legal to say gay in Florida. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That is not what they said. Well, it, not at all. I have some gay friends who are fucking pissed about this because they think that the mainstream is lumping homosexuality and pedophilia together at this point. And they don't right. like that. Why would you? You wouldn't want to... I mean, there's people... You know, Have you heard that there is a movement to change the word pedophilia to minor attracted person? And they want to yep. put that on the end of the LGBTQ LMNOP thing. Like, they want to add the M for pedophilia. Oh, and, I'm sure. And I think this is a very, I don't want to say that this is across the board. I do believe it's a very small group of people that are pushing for this, but it still is a conversation right now. And hey, you know, if you're a pedophile and you don't touch kids, you're fine with me. Maybe you're born like that. Maybe you were fucked with when you're a kid, which is usually the case. But yeah. as long as you aren't acting on that, fine. But I don't want it to be normalized in the like right as a fetish or a sexuality because that's not what it is oh it's most definitely not a fucking sexuality it's a sickness you have to be a sick human being to be attracted to children to act on that attraction knowing what it does to these children knowing the scarring and the, oh my god the years of just some of them kill themselves and just it just fucks them up if you can't have that much, if you can't have enough self-control to not do something like that, this a mental illness, my friend. Yeah, it's, a socio it, it's like a sociopath or a, you know, a, it's a serial killer, but, in, but except well, they serial, can't, serial they killers can't are formed. Themselves. Serial killers are formed by that. Like. I've, you know about the Franklin scandal. I've heard it come up on your podcast a couple times. Right. So at, yes, I yes. think on that level, pedophilia is a power play. I mean, yeah, like Larry King and Craig Spencer or Craig Spence, they were sick individuals, but it, it becomes about like a pyramid of just fractured, disassociated people. Many of them do become serial killers. Many of them do become the perpetrator. And... I mean, yeah, it's it's funny too when you get into the upper echelons of politics because people that were in queue, they it, it was just like, oh, it's a Democrat thing. It's like, no, this no, this no. has been going on forever before you know there was even a country in North America with white people in it. it this is you know, sad. The one thing Democrats and Republicans can agree on is fucking children. <laughs> We know that war and pedophilia. That's where they come yep. together. Right? War and war and pedophilia. They really and money, money, big banks and money. They always seem to come together when it comes to money. I've, I've noticed that when it comes to like money that 
oh, how can I say, like like the, these bailouts, these giant bailouts that's going to hand these corporations trillions of fucking dollars and bail their asses out like because they're what too big to fail get the fuck out of here that's called being a fucking nazi yeah that's what that's called national socialism yes you're you are fucking when you're bailing out corporations you then have some type of ownership and some type of power into that corporation and then you could put in your narrative your uh what you want to be Put out to the people. That's why the media is so corrupt. That's why Twitter and the internet has been just destroyed from the way it used to be. You know, I used to, you could post any fucking thing on the internet and, you know, just, you know, short of killing someone, that shit stayed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, about anything. I mean, maybe pedophilia and fucking uh, murdering someone wouldn't fly, but by God, you could say any fucking thing you wanted on the internet and nobody gave a fuck nobody cared if you didn't want to watch it you didn't have to because it's your fucking decision what you watch or what you consume however somewhere along the line people have decided that you know because you say something that maybe goes against what they feel or their narrative that you are no longer allowed to say those things to everyone else even if you present proof that you are right, they will still take you down. Look, the especially, example, especially when you provide the proof, they take you down. Oh, yeah. Look at the doctors that came out about the COVID vaccine. God damn. I well, mean, it, you would have. It started earlier than that, too, when people were saying, yeah, when you put these people on ventilators, it kills them. Those people were getting taken down first. Now that's just widely accepted that that's what was going right? on. Right. But yeah, Dude, any, it's insane. Like if you if you were to go back and look throughout COVID, like all the things that they were like go after you and call misinformation, and then it became true. Holy shit, dude! You you just you'd be sitting there writing all day. You'd be writing it down all day. You'd just be like the fucking list never ends. I mean, because it's one fucking thing after another. And like, look at this, you know, this judge in Florida who just, you know, the federal judge who struck down the mask mandate on buses and, you know, public transportation like planes and shit. They've gone after her. Bruh, they have gone after this chick like she is the devil. Like, I'm serious. They're, like, talking about, like, the DOJ will look into uh, into an appeal and uh, all types of shit, man. If the CDC sees fit, then the DOJ will support them in an appeal. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why are you going so hard against something that has been proven for almost two years now to not be effective in the fight against COVID? Well, why? Have you seen there's studies being published right now and it's they're widely accepted that if you have two people wearing surgical masks, and I don't even think this is true, then you have a 91% protection rate. But if one person wears an N95 mask, that person is 95% protected. Now, why can't those fuckers just wear N95s if they want to? I mean, yeah, the mask is, it's, it's amazing, the symbolism of it. When I see people, because I'm in Oregon and our indoor mandates have been gone for a while, for a couple months, and I still see fucking people alone in their car wearing masks. And when I go to the grocery store, there's still probably, 
half the people are wearing masks. And I think it might be that way forever, honestly. Dude, they turned it into like a fashion statement almost, like like a trend. They they you know you could get a Nike mask or uh, your favorite band or whatever WWE. You could get whatever you wanted yeah. on those masks. It was just like branding everybody. And you you know you, when you start taking away the ability to see people's face, you really start blurring lines because you stop seeing each other as human. You start seeing each other as just passerbys. You can't even smile at someone or show like concern unless they can read your fucking eyes, which I highly doubt. You know what I'm saying? If they're even looking at your eyes at that point. Yeah. I mean, you can't even like have someone like, who is maybe doing something and you're trying to holler and they can't read your lips because you're fucking covered up. It's, it's, it's bizarre, man. And to, to even like to go a little step further now, I just saw today where they're there is they, they put out that the CDC is set to prove fucking a vaccine for five and below. Why? Well, they were trying that already and they wanted to give them three. They want to send it. They're, they're wanting to. They said it would be approved by June. I just saw this yesterday. I retweeted it like and circle. I took a screenshot of where it said it, and I was like, uh, "Why?" I was just why? Why are they? Why do these kids need to be vac- vaccinated? It doesn't even make any fucking sense. My daughter got COVID. She's four. She ran a low grade fever for an hour, and she was had no other issues for from that point forward. She was fine, but she tested positive for COVID. Well, man, you better get on that, you know, vaccinator, start giving her hormone blockers. Might be too I know, late. I know. I know. I might be behind the, the curve here. Yeah, you are. I'm hey, telling you. Are you, are, so are you, you're in the middle part of the country, right? I'm in Alabama. Bro. You're in Alabama. Like, okay. I'm, uh, I'm in the Southern, I'm in the Southern part of the world. So what I'm is in, the, what's the overall mentality towards COVID like there? Well, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's the total of what you would think. No one gives a flying fuck. Like, not, it's very rare you see someone wearing a mask. Very rare. Like, you still do. Like, I, I see some older people, and I'm like, you know what, man? If that makes you comfortable, because it does tend to kill old people a little bit faster than anybody else or at all. <laughs> okay, it really just kills old people. And fat people. Uh, and, and fat people. Yeah, so if you're like super fat and you don't want to go out there and lose weight, but you if it makes you comfortable to wear a mask to think you're being protected, go ahead. But don't force me to. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I went to the doctor the other day for my son. Uh, he, they needed their doctor excuse that the doctor forgot to give me. So I was going to go back up there and get the excuse. And I walk in and I'm oh, immediately this lady is stops me at the door. Take your temperature. Take your temperature. So I had to put my head up against this fucking thing. And she's like, where's your mask? And I'm like, I don't have a mask. There hasn't been a mask mandate in like a year in Alabama. She's like, well, you have to wear a mask at all times in this building. And you had already been you had already been in there. Well, no, yeah, but no, that's what I'm saying. They, she's like this. They're like this every time. So, but I, I just want to give you help. She was a little extra. Uh, so I was like, all right, she's been a little, a little extra. Okay. So I put the mask on and immediately, of course, of course, I took it off when I got by her. But as I was walking away, I hear the sound of an aerosol can being sprayed. I walk to the door of the pediatrics. There's no one there. They're out to lunch. I turn around. This is literally about a two-minute 
thing to get back to. I, this bitch is still spraying the fucking aerosol disinfectant Lysol shit. And I'm like, you're wearing two masks. You have a fucking sticker on your shirt that says vaccinated. And you're worried about getting COVID from me. And she's, you know, totally just fucking up her natural biome with all that. Whatever the fuck yes. she's spraying. Dude, it was like generic <laughs> fucking Lysol. It was it was hilarious to me because it was in one of those cans that you get when you like order stuff like I guess like industrial. It was in like a solid white can with black writing on it that said disinfectant. It wasn't like a name brand, but it was like this fucking like looked like something the government probably sent them. <laughs> Dude, it's it's so bizarre, man. And like I was just like, get the fuck out of here. And then but get this. I go there two days ago and there was no lady there. There was no temperature. There was no mask, no nothing. I'm like, what changed? What the fuck changed? And the lady's like, oh, we're trying to ease up on those restrictions. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, I bet you are, you dumb son of a bitches. Nothing's changed. Still the exact same amount of people are getting COVID. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I call it? It's it's the midterminus. Mental illness? It's the midterminus variant. Oh, of course. That's what's of course. that's the political science. That's the science people are going by right now. And I mean, if these Democrats do survive the midterms, which I don't think a lot of them will, but they'll try to start the the mandates and everything back up as soon as they've secured Dude, their positions. What are we gonna do if we get the Republicans though? They're wanting to fucking go balls deep into war. Well, I, I mean, don't. They're all. They all are right. We're fucked either way, homie. I'm telling you. I think we're fucked either way. I don't care who gets elected. Do you really think that this uh, Russia-Ukraine thing is going to escalate in a way that is going to affect more than our economy? Oh, man. I would hate... I, I don't want to be a black pill person, but I I really have been saying that like I it, I felt like World War Three was coming for about two years now, actually a little bit before the pandemic, because I, I you know, I've, I, I look, if you, if you look back and you just look back at our dominance over the last, like what, 70 years. And I mean, we have, and when I say dominance, like unlike, I mean, unprecedented type dominance, I'm talking like fucking England in the colonial day dominance. Well, we after are, World War II, we became that, you know, they just handed yeah. the reins to us. So, I mean, we've been very powerful and we can, you know, if we don't like something, we can take and we can just take everything away from you. We can sanction you. We don't, you know, it doesn't affect their governments, but it tears the people apart, destroys economies. People starve. We don't care. It's worth it, apparently, for democracy, right? I mean, because we don't agree with them. But yet we're hypocrites because we, we support Saudi Arabia. They're the exact same fucking thing. Well, do you, th do you think that if the media thing? told the truth about Yemen and Saudi Arabia, do you think the American people would still be okay with it? Hell no, they wouldn't be okay with it. Yeah. If, if people would fucking listen and they would tell the truth, if they would report on it like they are Ukraine, people would be like horrified. Dude, Google the Yemen war. There's pictures out there and it's terrifying looking. Fucking babies with their bellies blowed out from not eating. Fucking flies around them. Bomb shit. Everything's blown up around them. 
terrible, man. The other day, I like I took I, I was just like it bothers me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm okay. While I was a soldier and while I went to war, I was and this is people probably gonna say I'm not patriotic and shit. No, I love my motherfucking country. I'll tell you right now. I went without a second thought when they said it was our time. But I'm a pre nine eleven guy. I didn't join because of the bad guys. I joined back in 2000 just to fucking join. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like, hey, I love America. I love my country. I'm going to go and serve my country. My father did it. My grandfather did it. I'm going to do it. So when I get there and I'm like, you know, at first it was like, oh, this is, this is pretty cool. Amer you know, America, we were training still like we were fighting Vietnam, which I thought was strange, even though Vietnam was like 40 years in the past. I'm sitting there going or 30 years in the past, whatever. And I'm like. Okay, but then all of a sudden, 9-11 happened, dude, and I saw how they just twisted and molded what happened on 9-11 and spun it into, like, a war in Iraq, which made no fucking sense to me at the time whatsoever. I remember going, what? Why the fuck are we going to Iraq? Dude, I remember when my fucking, when, when Bush, you know how they had that whole shit with Bush, I don't think and not know if he even won the election for real. Uh, but they had announced finally the Supreme Court announced that Bush was the president. My battalion commander told us at end of the day formation that Friday that look, get ready to go to Iraq. And we're like, huh? He's like, George Bush was just elected. Get ready. We're going to Iraq. I, I can tell you now. I don't know why he felt like he needed to tell his whole battalion that. But he did say it in a fucking formation. Uh, like, you know, they have us all stand. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But they have us all stand. It's like fucking like 400 soldiers. And we're all standing in formation and attention. And they'll tell us to stand at parade rest. And then we listen to this fucking dickwad, high-ranked man, tell us to have a safe weekend. <laughs> pretty much tell us not to drink and drive tell us not to do drugs they treat us like children in the army um <laughs> and this guy literally said y'all get ready kids we're going to war we're gonna be in iraq i guarantee you and we're like holy fuck i'm like and that guy really was like that he walked around with a cigar sticking out of his mouth and he would he talked just like that too it's as crazy as he liked general Patton. Yeah, well, he was a enlisted guy who had became a um, who had became an officer in like Vietnam. This dude had been in forever. He'd been in like thirty something years, and so he had that old enlisted mentality. And he was just, oh my god, he was just a trip, man. He was a trip, and he he, he walked around with this big cigar sticking out of or half lit cigar sticking out of his mouth, but it wasn't lit. It was just half burnt down to where it looked like it had been smoked on. And he would just chew on it. And he would talk like this. Ah, and God damn it, we're going to war. And, dude, it was like, fuck, he knew something we didn't know. Because, by God, I sat there and watched as fucking the media twisted it. And Bush and his administration would, you know, they would talk about Iraq and Afghanistan and 9-11 all in the same speech. And to where it linked them together. And to this day, you can't fucking, you can still talk to fucking people. And they'll be like, yeah, the reason we went to war in Iraq is because they invaded, they hit us on 9-11. They did it. No, bro, that's not what happened. Bullshit. George Bush said so. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those are very few, but they still exist. I'm telling you, I spoke to one recently. I was like, get the fuck out of here. How old really? is Really, you believe that? 
How old he was an older person? guy. Okay. He was an older guy. Uh, definitely an older guy. He was a big Trump guy. Um, but which was weird because, you know, Trump was against the Iraq war, supposedly. Um, but yeah, that guy totally agreed with what he, he still believed that that was the reason we had invaded was because of 9 11. I was like, no, sir. No, sir. <laughs> we invaded Iraq for no reason because of weapons of mass destruction. Do you remember that? And then I started talking about that. And he's like, I remember that. And I was like, yeah, you don't remember they were talking about weapons of mass destruction and they were going to, they, they were going to like fucking, you know, he, he chemical attack, use chemicals to attack us or some shit. And he got to thinking about it. And he's like, yeah, oh yeah, oh shit. Oh shit, yeah, I remember that. And I was like, think about it, man. And it wasn't 9-11. But yeah, he thought that like somehow, I guess Saddam had sponsored 9-11 or some shit. The well, way they, he, they did know. try to sell that for a while. Yeah. So yeah, it was bizarre, man. It was a bizarre conversation. Yeah, it was a bizarre conversation. This guy... I don't know if he was all there, but he 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 started remembering more as I talked about it, and uh, I hopefully maybe I woke him up to like whoa everything's fucked up because once you realize that that's what's fucked up, then you start realizing that one and then you start looking at like the, we talked about earlier how I was a Democrat and I'll go ahead and tell you this story. Okay, so because I've told it to my listeners a bunch of times, so I'll make it quick. Okay. All that happened. I remember that. So I, I started hating Bush and the Republicans. I thought they were the enemy. I thought they were the ones that were just lying to us. And there were Democrats for that. You know, oh, my God, if the Democrats were in there, we wouldn't be at war with Iraq. And, you know, uh, this and that. And I, that's what I thought. Because, you know, the Democrats were the party that was against going to war. And I'm like, but then as I get older and I start finding out, like, well, while, while I, like, Obama's in office and Hillary Clinton is secretary of state. And I find out that like, you know, about how, you know, Biden voted to go to war in Iraq and how, you know, I remember in 08 when they sent 150,000 troops as part of the troop surge to Iraq, you know, granted Bush was still president, but Obama was coming in. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Cause they did it around like, Oh, I want to say, middle of that year they started sending people to uh no it was at the beginning of 08 because i went in like march of 08 so anyways uh but yeah they started that troop surge and they sent 150,000 troops and i'm like huh and then like as we go as his presidency goes i noticed that everything he had ever promised was all like a lie he had never done anything he promised he didn't pull us out of those wars he actually increased the wars you know i didn't know that he had been that he had already escalated like you know we've been part of the libya thing i didn't know that back then you know what i'm saying like the way the media was presenting it and the way my brain was interpreting was oh they just freed Libya from this dictator. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the way it was presented to us. But then when you start to like look into it, you start to find out that like Libya was this successful country. And the reason they went, you know, at one time he was a friend of ours. And they, he gave up his our, nukes willingly too. Yes. Yes. And then, you know, all of a sudden they made him an enemy because he went against them, you know, and I think he was trying to break away from the World Bank or 
or something. It was something he was trying to do. I don't know. I can't remember the story. But when you find out, though, that he wasn't really, yeah, he was a bad guy, but he was what that country perhaps needed because now the country's in chaos with open slave trade taking place, you know. And then you find out, like, about the seven countries and all this shit. I found this out around 2015, I guess. And I was like, oh, damn, that shit's crazy. Could that be true? And and then, like, I started to listen to Temple Hat with Sam Tripoli. Shout out to that dude, man. I, I mean, I don't know if he's, like, I know he has some issues with some of the guys that, that I'm friends with. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that off air because I was confused by that. But anyway, yeah, well, I, I dig Sam, too. Yeah, I, I, but I've always I've always thought his podcast was funny because he talks about some crazy shit, but he also explains it broken down on my level in a lot of cases. So I was like, he actually inspired me to start my podcast. So I have nothing against the guy unless he goes against me, which I don't know why he would. Um, <laughs> like I said, I doubt I'll ever even get on a show, so it doesn't even matter. Hey, man, but you might. The guy inspired me. And... That's when I really started waking up 15, 16 time frame. And I'm starting to see like the Democrats, you got Hillary, you got um, uh, Sanders, you got Sanders fucking filling up stadiums with fucking people. You got Hillary, you know, not doing that. You got uh, her, you know, her just destroying him, but not really destroying him. And then them giving her the nomination and it was like, whoa. And then him just taking it like, oh, yeah, that's just how it goes. And then it was like, huh, that seems weird. And then I started listening to people who was pointing those things out. And then, you know, and I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. These motherfuckers are not, you know, they're not playing along. They don't want anyone but Hillary in office. And then Trump comes in there. And like I said, I, he was like a, you know, an American icon type deal you know they celebrated him for fucking 50 years of his life no shit his entire life they've celebrated the dude in some way with his own fucking tv show you know following him around with fucking taking pictures of him always talking about him and his beautiful wives and his kids and all that shit he's fucking like you said royalty and then but that was weird because all of a sudden he became this racist like misogynist pig that they just and it, I know that that was all used to uh, you know try to beat him in the election but then they kept on with it and, and then he's supposed to be this guy who's going to bring in these outsiders and you know change change DC clean up the swamp and then he gets elected and his entire cabinet is like Bush's cabinet and it was Bush it was a lot like cabinet. what happened with Obama too you know yeah made some big promises and then he just uses the same fucking formula. Yeah, so that's right around the time, I, around 15, I became totally awake and like seeing everything. It, dude, people joke around about the Matrix and you hear you hear people talk about the Matrix. And I don't know if you listen to my episode where I talked about my theory on the Matrix. No. You know how the, okay, so the Matrix is in, in the movie, you take the red pill, you take the blue pill, red pill, you wake up and you see everything for what it is, right? And then you're surrounded by these, you know, pretty much bots that are trying to shut you down from telling the truth. And there's a very small group of, of you, right, of humans in the movie left. So and then all these robots are trying to take them out. And the 
people are living in this false reality. Okay, so if you take that and you apply that to like, say, today, and if you look at it at like people who are truthers, people who look at things differently, people who have taken the proverbial red pill, they are awake. They see things. They see everything differently. I can't see anything without immediately seeing something not right about it or seeing through it. Everything. And I question every single thing I see. I question pictures. I question videos. I question words that come out of people's mouths. I question fucking everything. I question planes that fly across the sky. You know what I'm saying? It's weird. It's like I'm completely awake. I see the coding. I don't really see the coding, but I see the coding. Do you know what I mean? You see it, All but right? maybe you don't understand exactly what it's saying. Cause, but well, you know no, it's there. Yeah, exactly. You know the coding's there. You see it. You know what I mean? Like you're Neo. You're awake. You're surrounded by your few people that are, that are awake too. Think about it like that. You, me, we're awake. And we're, we're surrounded by people who aren't. People who are bots. Bots. And Twitter, bots on social media and other places trying to stop us. That's your robots. Then you have the people that are walking around in a fucking false reality who believe everything they're being told and who are pushing the narrative for the mainstream. That's the fucking matrix in a nutshell. Yeah. We're pretty much living in what, you know, if you were to like look at the matrix as not like literal, but more as like the way people that are you know considered truthers are gone after and how they're like kind of like off on this little island by themselves and they're constantly being attacked boom you have like a metaphorical matrix that we've been living in I, yeah and it's i mean the plot of that movie it just works on so many levels oh yeah. no dude, i, mean, I, it, love, I love it's the brilliant matrix. i didn't watch Part i haven't watched the new strength. one i'll tell you right now it's and I think they did this on purpose. It's more of a love story. I mean, way more of a love story. It's about, it's more about Neo and old girl getting, you know, getting back together pretty oh, much. Really? I mean, it's the, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the shit they say in it will blow your fucking mind. Like, so it is worth talking, watching then. Yeah, I, yeah. It's worth watching because there's certain things like the main villain says and talking about how they, figured out how to control humanity and they literally the way he's talking it's like he's talking about what's happening right now like with covid and he's like we figured out how to control people with fear we can't give people everything they want they can't have a perfect life we have to literally they have to suffer there has to be fear of this and you know they have to have this miserable you know what i mean like well, yeah, miserable. Agent Smith in the first one talked about how they gave him a, a pure harmony in one of the earlier iterations of The Matrix, and then people rejected it. They had to have that, like, constant strife, and, you know, we kind of are, we are wired like that, so it does make sense. We are, sense. we are definitely wired like that, dude, and it was so cool, and, like, that, I thought that was cool about it, and, like, like I said, I didn't hate the movie, but I expect, I, I honestly, if it would have been me... I, I wouldn't have brought Neo back to life. I would have just created a whole new generation of Matrix. Because that's what they pretty much did. And by not having Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne actually in it, and having a lot of the original cast members in it, 
And the fact that they jumped so many years into the future kind of, I thought, messed it up for me. But other than that, it was still cool in some ways, just to see it brought back, I guess. I mean, it's worth the watch. I always tell people it's worth the watch. I mean, hell, my opinion on something might be completely different. Like, I love that new The Batman movie. But I can find little pieces that I'm just like, oh God, thanks, fucking. Yeah, well, that, you're the first person I've I've heard say that you like it. The, yeah, the I liked it, but there's yeah. pieces that just drive me nuts, like how he goes from being full fucking this armor fucking suit that prevents you from getting hit, killed by bullets, to being on a motorcycle in fucking pants and a hoodie <laughs> and a helmet and a little backpack on his back riding off like minutes after the you know what i mean like literally minutes and you're like what the fuck that don't make sense well how were how else were we supposed to see his hair blowing in the wind right well no he had a helmet on it so um he had a helmet on it's just it's weird like he literally goes from being a full-on batman have you seen it no Oh, he'll go from being full-on Batman, like full fucking... I mean, he's big. looks big in the suit. Looks big in the suit. And then, like, like he's in there talking to the police, and then it flashes outside, and it has to be only minutes later because reporters and everybody are still out there, and he's sitting on his motorcycle, and he's got his visor raised up, and you can see the black around his eyes. He's wearing, like, a, like a, a Carhartt jacket, and a hoodie, there's no way that would have fit over that bat suit because, like I said, the bat suit's armored and kind of big. And then he has a little backpack on his back and he rides off on the motorcycle. And I'm like, what the fuck did he do with the suit? You've got to explain more than that. And then there's like one scene where he hits like this fucking bridge flying through the air, which would have fucking killed him unless he was in like the suit Batman wore in Batman versus Superman. <laughs> but he wasn't. You know what I'm saying? And he just gets up and walks away. And you're like, no. And But but you're like, okay, maybe the helmet, maybe he has like a helmet on. And then he goes and takes off his cowl and it's like soft. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, so unless it's some kind of material that hardens or something, <laughs> I don't fucking know. It just, there were certain little pieces that just irked me. I mean, there was things I loved about it. But there was certain, like, I love the fucking, um, Take on the Riddler. I love the take on. Uh, I loved Penguin. Holy shit! That's Isn't one that of my Colin Farrell? Yes, yes. Don't even look like him, yeah. dude. Don't even look like him, man. But yeah, definitely. I recommend watching it. It's on HBO Max now. It's better on your TV than the movie theater. I'll put it to you that way. It's so dark that it you miss things in the movie theater. You know, if you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. the movie is really dark. It's really set in a dark setting and. He's real. It's almost like Kurt Cobain meets Bruce Wayne. <laughs> he's like this. He's like two years into being Batman. He's obsessed with vengeance because his parents were killed and he just wants to hurt every criminal he can. And he doesn't give a fuck about being Bruce Wayne, which I thought was cool because that's how he was in the comics. I'm a big comic nerd, dude. So, yeah. But yeah, I totally recommend it, man. Uh, like I said, it's three hours long, though. I didn't say that. It's three hours long. Uh, you might want to watch it in like pieces. <laughs> Probably have to do that. I, I watched it in the movie theater with my son because he was upset. He, he's obsessed with Batman, and he wanted to go see it. And so I even checked him out of school. Me and him went and saw it. <laughs> nice. And, um, 
Well, I try to do those things because to me, those are memories that my dad never made with me. So I'm making them with my boys. You know what I mean? Like, so you got to be that kind of dad. I'm not trying to say I'm a like super dad or anything, but because I'm a dick, believe me. <laughs> they fuck up. I hey, know. you need to be sometimes, right? Oh, man. But we're like, dude, I, I, I told my wife the other day, like, she was like, you're to go to SummerSlam in uh, Nashville. And I was like, I wonder if the boys would want to go. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I thought about friends or anybody else. I was like, I wonder if my boys want to go. Because we have a blast together. My boys are hilarious. They have dark sense of humors. And they that'll, that'll get them far, man. That's how I survive. Dude, my son Tyler is going to be a... I'm telling you, when he finally accepts it and sets down behind this microphone, he will burn the world up, my friend. He will burn the world up. Well, you're laying, so, you're late, you're setting up the pavement for him. I am, I am. I've already been talking to him about doing a podcast with me. Oh, nice. So, bro, he has a deeper voice than me. He's he he he's naturally sounds like a radio person. Like he just got he got my grandfather. My grandfather was a radio guy, and he got his voice, and he is. He's like, he'll be 15 in August, and he's like, uh, my name is Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm setting up the next generation of woke people. I'm telling you, my kids, I try to wake them up with every chance I get. Like, he's so convinced, like, this Ukraine thing is just full on. Oh, Ukraine's whooping Russia butt and all this. And I'm like, son, please look at it closer. Look at it closer, man. He'll figure it out. Because if, if you look at it like close and you think about it, and we were talking about this earlier, and we're going to wrap up on this. We'll do some final thoughts real quick, and we'll wrap up on around this topic. All right. If you look at Russia and you look at Ukraine, and you, and, and you just really look at Russia and Ukraine, and you think about why Russia did what they did, you know, if it's everything is, you know, we pretty much put every country we said we wouldn't into NATO. We've literally come right across their border like he, they didn't want. They wanted that buffer between the EU and Russia. That's gone. There's only like, what, two states now? I think, well, Georgia, because Russia fucking straight up invaded them, and uh, Belarus and Ukraine. There were three countries that weren't part of NATO. Ukraine was trying to get into NATO. Russia doesn't want that to happen. They fucking invade. That's the narrative. All right. However, the narrative also that people aren't listening to. There's a lot of Nazis up in that motherfucker. There's a puppet government in Ukraine that we put there. There's there's all kinds of corruption. They've been bombing the towns that were like Russian towns. Yeah, the separatists. Like seven years, yeah. man. They've been arresting anybody. They dissolved other political parties. Cla you know, they you know classified them as terrorist groups and dissolved them. They've imprisoned people. There were opponents and of, against them. So, who is the tyrannical one here? I'm not. You know. So, I mean, you really have to look at the truth and see the whole thing. You can't just say, oh, these mean guys have invaded these guys, these poor little guys' country. Yes, on the outside, that's what's happened. And for the people, the regular people of Ukraine, that's fucked up. But there's something bigger going on here. 
I think. If that's what happened, if they have truly invaded Ukraine, it looked very strange the other day when no one was afraid and just out living their lives on Easter. Maybe Russia doesn't bomb you on Easter. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, <clears throat> yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I just, it, it all, and the way the media has just pushed it on us, like it's like this movie, this real life movie, and how I don't understand how Russia says if you intervene, you'll, re, you know, we'll kick, you know, we'll drop a nuclear bomb pretty much. But we've intervened like a motherfucker, dude. We've intervened. Dude, the only thing we haven't done is sent, sent troops in there. I'm telling you, man. And there probably are fucking troops in there. I said this the other day. There's probably troops in there. They're just fucking the foreign legion. Yeah. Who do fight so, most of our wars these days? You just really have to look at it, man. Just like COVID. COVID, if you look at it from the outside, and if you were to only watch CNN, ABC, NBC, and get your news from like social media that that's only channeled towards the left and what the only thing they're putting out, and hell, social media has banned everybody that disagrees with it, so it's almost hard to find disagreement. Uh, but Unless you're looking, you're going to be convinced that COVID is the worst thing that's ever hit the world. You're going to be terrified. You're going to wear a mask. You're going to get six or seven shots, probably more than that, because I think it's probably going to be a twice a year type of thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the people had stopped taking the flu shot, so they had to scare everybody to fucking death and get them to take another shot. That's the whole reason they're taking. They're so obsessed with this vaccine. Uh, they they needed something else to sell. They needed, you know, you know, it's easy to go get some medication uh, that that costs nothing and and get over COVID. But no, you need a shot that still allows you to get COVID. That still gives you a chance of going to the hospital. That still will kill you. But if you listen to like Obama today, he was like, I just saw on Twitter, he gave some speech and he was talking about like one in five Americans refused to get vaccinated. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. What does it matter? If that's the case, then holy fuck, you've been vaccinated almost our entire population, you cocksucker. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have literally forced it on our almost our entire population to only one in five that's a small number motherfucker Jeez, i just wanted to like reach through the screen grab him by his fucking throat and just go look dude wake the fuck up man you've been he's obviously a fucking some type of clone or something that created they created fucking years ago to be in the position of what which he is today i believe that man was set out from birth to be president oh most definitely um but yeah he's definitely a maturian candidate definitely uh i still don't understand the biden thing i think it's so they can control him Maybe Obama is pulling the strings. I mean, he said he wanted to do that in an interview a while back. You know, if I could do a third term and just be the earpiece, I would do it. I mean, was he joking? He appeared it, or he wanted it to appear as a joke, but... Fuck no, he wasn't joking, man. He wasn't joking. Did you see the other day when he went to the White House and people are just swarming around him and Biden's like, "Hey, hey, Barack, 
And he's just ignoring him. It was so funny. I, I, you know, there's twice I felt sorry for Joe Biden, and that was one of them. He like turns around and starts talking to the fucking wall. Dude, I feel sorry for him every time he speaks. Like, dude, when he's like at these fucking uh, international conventions, and he's like, you, they they get a shot of him just like wandering around, lost, and his handler has to walk up and grab him by the arm and escort him away or point him in the right direction of where the rest of the group went. Have yeah. you seen that shit? We're like giving him a tour, and he just gets fucking lost, and the group goes on, and this guy has to walk out of nowhere and grab him by the arm and take him back to the group. Makes the you wonder how is, long they can hold this charade. I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand that. Like, that tells you just how bad our and corrupt our media is. This guy is, I mean, like, it's not just like someone saying it and him, then him going out there and giving this fucking badass hour and a half speech. And you're like, yep, they're full of shit. They're just saying that. No, it's visible. It's obvious. Something's wrong with him. He's not all there. Period. Sometimes he's more all there than other times, which I'm confused about that even. Well, I hear people you know, say, oh, he's a clone and this and that. I'm like, nah, man. It's classic done a dementia. Job. Dementia kind of just is incremental. Yeah. It's dementia. Oh, I know. I know. It's dementia. Uh, my father in law has early stages of dementia. And he, I mean, bro, I mean, like, seriously, almost the same. Like, if my father in law had to stand up and give a speech, it would probably be the exact same. Like, you can see it. Like and he like wanders around the house and forgets what he's doing or work why he's in the certain rooms and uh he he try he almost bought two turkeys and hams because he forgot he even bought the other two and cooked them on for Easter. I mean I I feel bad for him. It sucks. Um but yeah, man, it, it's obvious though. You see it. You see it, you see it. And dude, do you okay, if you go on Amazon, I think it's Amazon Prime, or it might be HBO Max, but there's a show called Unfit. It's a, it's a documentary about Donald Trump that they did in 20, I think 2019 or 2020. And it has these psychiatrists and psychologists talking about how they have viewed him over, studied him however many years, and they have said he is unfit for pre to be president. He is mentally unfit to be president. They have studied him. Okay. So where are those motherfuckers at right now? They're probably, you know, putting a, a documentary together to convince him to convince us that he is fit. You know, we might see that in the next year. The next one will be fit. Yeah. And then it'll be all about how Biden is fit to be exactly, president. Exactly. There you go. Oh. Hey, we're on to them. <laughs> they better watch out. <laughs> Dude. This has been a fucking excellent conversation, man. Um, is there anything else we can talk about? I mean, I could talk about lots of things, but, you know, maybe maybe save it for another time. Yes, I, I yes, did. I did yes. just kind of want to touch on some of the stuff you said about in your wrap-up when you are talking about Russia and there's something bigger going on. You know, this didn't just come out of nowhere. I, I no. distinctly remember blues and yellows all throughout COVID. Blues and yellows, just kind of subtly. But if you go back and look now, you know, Hill and Knowlton was the PR firm that was running the COVID propaganda. They also were the ones who tried to convince us that Iraq was throwing or taking babies out of incubators in the first Gulf War. And I see a lot of that now in Ukraine too. Like 
these hospitals that have been occupied by the Azov Battalion, they're trying to pull these same stories. So I do think you're right. They are pushing for us to go in there, boots on the ground. And I think it's a matter of time before that happens out in the open. Uh, to wrap up on my end, man, it's hard to stay aware and stay sane, but you know, on, on our podcast, my co-host Jeremiah and I, we kind of just try to keep it light, even when we're talking about the darkest of shit, because I think laughter is the one thing they can't take away from us right now. And life is fucking absurd. It's full of contradictions and crazy fucking shit left and right, but most of it is kind of funny, if you look at it right. A oh, lot of, it is. A lot of it's tragic. And we're going to see some shit here in the next few years that we can't imagine right now. I'm sure of that. Oh, but, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I think we can laugh as long as, they, as long as they let us keep our voices and we can spread truth and we can be funny. And That's right. That's right. You know, we can bring back, you know, comedy is making a comeback and it's coming back full force. I listen to Tim Dillon and guys oh, like that. Oh, he's the best. Yes. That man does not give a fuck. If he, if there was a don't give a fuck award, he would get it. And he's so good at it. And he's, he's, like, he's kind of a conspiracy theorist too. I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. No, he's a fucking straight up. He's fucking just telling you the truth. I really believe that. I don't think the man could lie. He just, he opens his fucking mouth and he sees something and then he opens his mouth and the truth about that comes out. At least the way he sees it, and it ends up pretty much being true. Yeah. Yeah, I think I actually heard about the Franklin scandal from him. Yes. I'd yes. heard about it years ago, but not enough to look into it, and then he talked about it on one of his shows, and then fuck. Have I, you listened to Whitney Webb? Oh, she's my favorite journalist yes, out there. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. She's where I heard about it. I listened to like three or four different interviews with her, and she meant she was talking about that. And I was like, huh, what the Franklin scandals? Let me go look into this. Holy shit. And, she, you know, she broke it down in one episode really in detail, too. So, yeah, that's, I think it was his episode. I think it was his podcast. Oh, she, she, she goes on there quite a bit. I think two or three yeah. times at least. But, anyways, yeah, guys, uh, just to wrap up, did you have anything you were finished? I interrupted you there. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That, I, that was pretty oh, much it. Just my, like, you know, don't take it so seriously, even though it sometimes seems drastic. It's, you know, that's pretty much my message is stay informed, but have fun if you can. It's, I mean, that's important. You're exactly right, my friend. And uh, to just to end it on a, on a note, tell everybody where they can find you. Well, so for right now, we're still on YouTube. I'm going to try to get us on Rockfin here soon, but... Uh, our website is just conspiracyplaytime.com, all one word. We have all our videos posted there. We're on all of the audio platforms. I'm hoping that after I post this that they recognize Dusty and Spotify kicks us off. If that doesn't happen, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing my job. But. <laughs> and what about you? Well, you know, what, what few listeners we do have at this point, where, where can they find your stuff? You did say Apple and Google. Is there anywhere else? Yes, yes. Uh, you ha I get about I get about 150 on SoundCloud listeners usually uh, per episode, maybe under that. I get I probably got maybe between all my listeners, probably like a thousand. I ain't got a lot of people. But you know what? The ones that maybe listen, um, 
because I figure if it's that much on SoundCloud, I probably got that many on Google and Apple. Um, but yeah, I uh, might only have that. Might only have like five or six hundred. But I'll tell you right now, if I can ever get my voice out there and people listen, I think they would. Oh, definitely. The, the uh, I always say, if you can get a, if you can get a hundred people to listen to you, you can get thirty thousand people to listen to you, and you can get a million people to listen to you. And that's just the truth. If you can get a few, you can get many. You just have to figure out how to get them. I have a hard time with the whole advertising thing. Um, that's my biggest issue is advertising and getting it out there. And plus I took about my God, six months off from it. Um, because after, you know, I, I just had gotten the whole thing, like you said, man, can make you go a little crazy. It really can. And I kind of got like, Oh, just in my own head. And just like, I was like, I had to take a break and it was going to be three weeks, ended up being like six months. And it was, it was actually good because it let me sit back and just watch everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, see how the world was reacting to all the shit going on and i could decide how i was going to bring the show back and i haven't fully decided if i'm going to change the name or not um but if it does it'll be something similar and people will still be able to find me but as of right now you can find me on twitter at you truthcast you can find me on Facebook at the uh, Unspeakable Truth Podcast. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. I'm on SoundCloud. Uh, all the uns- uh, SoundCloud search Unspeakable Network. It'll pull it up, and, uh, and there, you, there you'll have it. Uh, give me a like, listen, and a follow, guys. If you like what you hear, tell me. If you don't, tell me. Shit, I love it when people tell me I suck because it allows me to correct whatever mistakes I you, may have. You know what, man? I want to throw this in here real quick. At first, also, I forgot my Twitter handle, at Conspiracy Player, no E in the player. But for you, Dusty, one thing I really appreciated about listening to you in the last week to get ready for this, you're the only person I've ever heard say, give me a review, even if it's only one star, you know, I can learn from that. Most people are like, go give us five stars, man. Hold your one-star reviews to yourself. But yeah, I I, I thought that was some good advice, you know. Why not hear it all? Oh, man, I, look, if someone tells me, hey, Dusty, you're cussing too much in your things and then I don't really like it that much. I'm like, you know, I, all right, let me look at it and see if I really am cussing too much or maybe you're just a pussy. And then if I feel like I do cuss too much, I, OK, I cuss too much and I'll try to maybe if that offends people or hurts people's feelings, then OK. But if it don't hurt a lot of people's feelings, then I'm not going to correct that. You know what I'm saying? And. let's see like so yeah i like to fix things like maybe i i don't know i don't let the guests talk enough if you tell me that then that's fine i will definitely start to let the guests talk more because i feel like they probably know more than i know anyways (laughs) but yeah just anything but i don't ever get any i don't ever get any comments i i think i'm uh like i said i feel like i'm shadow banned in a lot of ways because like you you are I could tweet something and no one sees it. I'm pretty sure I might get one. Even my friends don't see it. I'm sure like the people I like interact with don't see it. I'm sure like it's weird. Like I got like that, that little group I'm in on, uh, we're like a little conspiracy group on Twitter and all those people, I guarantee you they would see it and they don't see it. Yeah. It's crazy. So I'm thinking about doing a little change, maybe doing some, you know, rebranding and see if I can't get unshadow banned. Yeah, dude, I can make a joke about Bart Simpson choking Homer on Facebook and get fucking banned. I'm not joking. 
It's crazy. All right, guys. Guys, take it easy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Unspeakable Truth. Uh, I'll come on. Dude, one day I would love to come on your podcast. Man, you you're welcome. Uh, anytime. Out. Anytime. I'd love All to hear right. more about your backstory. So let's Hell make that yeah. happen. All right, guys. Yeah, definitely. Guys, stay woke. Stay awake. Wake the fuck up. Whatever it is. Take the red pill. I don't know. But as always, fuck Spotify. <laughs> we out. Later, man. Take it easy, brother.